Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Leviticus 22:26-2344. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, When an ox or a sheep or a goat is born, it shall remain 7 days with its mother. And from the eighth day on, it shall be accepted as a sacrifice of an offering by fire to the Lord. But whether it is an ox or a sheep, you shall not kill both it and its young in one day. When you sacrifice a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord, you shall sacrifice it so that you may be accepted. It shall be eaten on the same day. You shall leave none of it until morning. I am the Lord. So you shall keep my commandments and do them. I am the Lord. You shall not profane my holy name. But I will be sanctified among the sons of Israel. I am the Lord who sanctifies you, who brought you out from the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. Laws of Religious Festivals The Lord spoke again to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, The Lord's appointed times, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations, my appointed times are these. For six days work may be done, but on the seventh day there is a Sabbath of complete rest, a holy convocation. You you shall not do any work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord in all your dwellings. These are the appointed times of the Lord, holy convocations, which you shall proclaim at the times appointed for them. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at twilight, is the Lord's Passover. Then on the fifteenth day of the same month, there is the Feast of Unleavened Bread to the Lord. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work. But for seven days you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. On the the seventh day it is a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work. 
Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, When you enter the land which I am going to give to you and reap its harvest, then you shall bring in the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. He shall wave the sheaf before the Lord for you to be accepted. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. Now on the day when you wave the sheaf, you shall offer a male lamb, one year old, without defect for a burnt offering to the Lord. Its grain offering shall then be two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil, an offering by fire to the Lord for a soothing aroma, with its drink offering, a fourth of a hen of wine. Until this same day, until you have brought in the offering of your God, you shall eat neither bread, nor roasted grain, nor new growth. It is to be a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. You shall also count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day when you brought in the sheaf of the wave offering, you, there shall be seven complete Sabbaths. You shall count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath. Then you shall present a new grain offering to the Lord. You shall bring in from your dwelling places two loaves of bread for a wave offering made of two tenths of an ephah. They shall be of a fine flour baked with leaven as first fruits to the Lord. Along with the bread, you shall present seven one-year-old male lambs without defect, and a bull of the herd and two rams. They are to be a burnt offering to the Lord with their grain offering and their drink offerings, an offering by fire of a soothing aroma to the Lord. You shall also offer one male goat for a sin offering and two male lambs, one year old, for a sacrifice of peace offerings. The priest shall then wave them with the bread of the first fruits for a wave offering with two lambs before the Lord. They are to be holy to the Lord for the priest. On this same day, you shall make a proclamation as well. You are to have a holy convocation. You shall do no laborious work. It is to be a perpetual statute in all your dwelling places throughout your generations. When you reap the harvest of your land, moreover, you shall not reap to the very corners of your field, nor gather the gleaning of your harvest. You are to leave them for the needy and the alien. I am the Lord your God. Again the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first of the month, you shall have a rest, a reminder by blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work, but you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. The Day of Atonement. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, On exactly the tenth day of this seventh month is the Day of Atonement. It shall be a holy convocation for you. And you shall humble your souls and present an offering by fire to the Lord. You shall not do any work on this same day, for it is a day of atonement, to make atonement on your behalf before the Lord your God. If there is any person who will not humble himself on this same day, he shall be cut off from his people. As for any person who does, does any work on this same day, that person I will destroy from among his people. You shall do no work at all. It is to be a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. It is to be a Sabbath of complete rest to you, and you shall humble your souls on the ninth of the month at evening. From evening until evening you shall keep your Sabbath. Again the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, On the fifteenth of this seventh month is the Feast of Booths, for seven days to the Lord. On the first day is a holy convocation. You shall do no laborious work of any kind. For seven days you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. On the eighth day you shall have a holy convocation and present an offering by fire to the Lord. It is an assembly. You shall do no laborious work. These are the appointed times of the Lord, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations to present offerings by fire to the Lord. 
burnt offerings and grain offerings, sacrifices and drink offerings, each day's matter on its own day, besides those of the Sabbaths of the Lord and besides your gifts and besides all your votive and free will offerings which you give to the Lord. On exactly the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the crops of the land, you shall celebrate the feast of the Lord for seven days with the rest on the first day and a rest on the eighth day. Now on the first day, you shall take for yourselves the foliage of beautiful trees, palm branches and, and boughs of leafy trees and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You shall thus celebrate it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It shall be a perpetual statute throughout your generations. You shall celebrate in the seventh month. You shall live in booths for seven days. All the native born in Israel shall live in booths, so that your generation may know that I had the sons of Israel live in booths when I brought them out from the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So Moses declared to the sons of Israel the appointed times of the Lord. 1 Kings 8, 2-21 The Ark Brought into the Temple All the men of Israel assembled themselves to King Solomon at the feast in the month Ethanim, which is the seventh month. Then all the elders of Israel came, and the priests took up the Ark. They brought up the Ark of the Lord, and the tent of meeting, and all the holy utensils which were in the tent, and the priests and the Levites brought them up. And King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel who were assembled to him were with him before the ark, sacrificing so many sheep and oxen they could not be counted or numbered. Then the priest brought the ark of the covenant of the Lord to its place into the inner sanctuary of the house to the most holy place under the wings of the cherubim. For the cherubim spread their wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubim made a covering over the ark and its poles from above. But the poles were so long that the ends of the poles could be seen from the holy place before the inner sanctuary, but they could not be seen outside. They are there to this day. There was nothing in the ark except the two tablets of stone which Moses put there in Horeb, where the Lord made a covenant with the sons of Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt. It happened that when the priests came from the holy place, the cloud filled the house of the Lord so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. Solomon addresses the people. Then Solomon said, The Lord has said that he would dwell in the thick cloud. I have surely built you a lofty house, a place for your dwelling forever. Then the king faced about and blessed all the assembly of Israel while all the assembly of Israel was standing. He said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who spoke with his mouth to my father David and has fulfilled it with his hand, saying, since the day that I brought my people Israel from Egypt, I did not choose a city out of all the tribes of Israel in which to build a house that my name might be there. But I chose David to be over my people Israel. Now it was in the heart of my father David to build a house for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, because it was in your heart to build a house for my name, you did well that it was in your heart. Nevertheless, you shall not build the house, but your son, who will be born to you, he will build the house for my name. Now the Lord has fulfilled his word, which he spoke. For I have risen in place of my father David and sit on the throne of Israel, as the Lord promised, and have built the house for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel, where I have set a place for the ark, in which is the covenant of the Lord, which he made with our fathers when he brought them from the land of Egypt. John 7, 1 through 10. Jesus teaches at the feast. After these things, Jesus was walking in Galilee, for he was unwilling to walk in Judea, 
because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now the feast of the Jews, the feast of booths, was near. Therefore his brothers said to him, Leave here and go into Judea, so that your disciples also may see your works which you are doing. For no one does anything in secret when he himself seeks to be known publicly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers were believing in him. So Jesus said to them, My time is not yet here, but your time is always opportune. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it that its deeds are evil. Go up to the feast yourselves. I do not go up to this feast because my time has not yet fully come. Having said these things to them, he stayed in Galilee. But when his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he himself also went up, not publicly, but as if in secret. So the Bible says that we're supposed to to live as Jesus lived. In fact, we're supposed to be imitators of Christ so that people look at us and they see a reflection of Christ and what he did. So um, I know this is pretty just kind of elementary here, but just think of this. If we're supposed to do what Jesus did, live as Jesus lived and say what Jesus said, then if he celebrated the Sabbath and did a Shabbat every Friday at sundown, and if he did a Hagla service on Saturday evening at sundown, closing the Sabbath, and if he would go to the synagogue to teach and um, go into the homes to do church. Just think of all the things that we're not doing. If he were to celebrate the high holidays every year, the holidays that God ordained, then how are we living as Jesus lived and doing what Jesus did if we're not doing those things? You know, um, Jesus said also, he only said what the Father told him to say and he only did what the Father told him to do. And he imitated the Father as we're supposed to imitate Christ. So God taught in parables, so did Jesus. He gave stories to go alongside the lesson to be understood. That's what a parable is. So um, Jesus also just used scripture to define scripture. He also used scripture to defend himself. He used used scripture as his weapon against the enemy. So if all these things are true, and if we're not doing those things... I would just kind of um, kind of say that we're failing. We're failing as Christians. We're failing as Christ followers. We're failing as Christ imitators. But here you can see in 1 Kings 8, of course in Leviticus, it's talking again about the, uh, the holidays and how God ordained these holidays. And here's how you're supposed to celebrate the holidays and what you're supposed to do. We've never been taught that as Christians. Uh, rarely will you find it. It is an amazing blessing when a church has taught these lessons. But 
<clears throat> teaching them and following them are two different things. <clears throat> it's like saying, you know, um, if I told my daughters to go clean their room and then they came back to me and said, well, we looked at what you said and we discussed what you said and memorized it. And um, we talked about what it would look like if we were to, but we still continued doing what we wanted to do. That's exactly what we're doing. God told us to do this and we're not doing it. So <clears throat> anyways, with 1 Kings 8, you can see that they're building the temple and they're putting into the temple, the place that they're describing is the mercy seat. The mercy seat is on the top of the ark. Inside the ark is where you, you have the two tablets of the law. Now there's more, there's 613 mitzvahs. There's, there's more than just 10 laws. Some people will argue that anything outside of those 10 is of Moses, but God himself said that the law that I gave my servant Moses to give to you. And again, people will say, well, that's just the 10. It's like, no, he spent some time up there and wrote the law. God was there giving it to him. And you can also see in practice the law prior to that meeting with Moses. You can see it with Abraham. You can see it with Noah. You can see the high holidays being celebrated at different times prior to them actually being told and written down by Moses. So, um, the tablets, which have the Ten Commandments, are put inside the ark, and on top of the ark rests the mercy seat, and that's where God says he will meet with you there. But then on top are the angels or the cherubim and their wings covering up the mercy seat. So that's the description of what you're seeing. But what they're doing there is they're taking, in 1 Kings 8, they're taking the ark and putting it inside the temple, which is the house of God. And it said that at that place was where there was a thick cloud, so thick that the priest couldn't even go near it. And God said that he is going to rest inside that cloud. So, now think of where we are today. Where is the law today? And it's more than just the 10, but the law is written on our hearts. Holy Spirit has been given to help us, but the law is written on our hearts. So, on top of the law rests the mercy seat inside the temple have we not been called the temple our body is the temple and god's spirit rests inside of us on top of that on top of the law in the mercy seat so god said that he will meet us there so you take that with you everywhere you go so when you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing you're taking the mercy seat with you it's almost as if you're doing it inside the Holy of Holies. Now, for John 7, again, this is a place where Jesus says that you should go. You should. He's telling his disciples, you should go. And there's so many people who say, yeah, but Jesus said he's not going to go. But they stopped reading because he said he does go. But the thing is, he said, you go but I'm not going to go because it's not yet my time because he doesn't want people to know and recognize him. But he's still 
even though they are threatening his life, that does not keep him from celebrating booths. So he waits for them to go ahead, and then he shows up as if in secret. But he also says something after this that is really big. He says, not to do things for your name, but to do it for God's name. It's not about you, it's about God. So when you're going into, even though there may not be people threatening your life currently for celebrating the feast, but whenever you go and celebrate the feast, you're not doing it to be a big show of yourself. It's to be a glorious show of who God is. And by the way, just as a little quick side note, <clears throat> Jesus is probably the one person who should really get out there and show who he is for the feast. Because all of them are about him. All of the feasts are about Jesus. So he was born during the Feast of Tabernacles or Booths. Um, and it's also a reflection of the wedding recession, the, the reception that will happen when he returns. And it also talks about it's also a recognition of the temporary housing that they were in before they went into the promised land. That temporary housing is our flesh. Before Jesus comes into our life and we become a, a overcoming Christian and following Christ. So once we become born again, we're now into that promised land. But prior to then, we were just in these temporary housings. Plus, if you take that even bigger, our body is yet temporary, waiting for our glorious day to go into heaven, into our permanent new body. So every bit of this is about Jesus. Yet we don't, we're not really taught it, and we don't recognize it. Father, thank you for uh, your direction and thank you for your guidance and thank you for the Holy Spirit and um, that Holy Spirit you can give us discernment and understanding and knowledge and uh, I just pray that you could continue to unlock open and and explain I, I pray for continued revelation and what the high holidays are for us today and how we're supposed to celebrate them as we're supposed to be celebrating Jesus and who he is in Jesus name amen Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, but again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.